This is not an expert podcast. The secrets and the not so secrets. Did you know that women of color are like four times more likely to die during birth? And did you know that um, they're also like 16 times more likely or something like that to have um, postpartum like complications and to not have resources for people to help them? They're also more likely to have lactation issues. Like there's no support network like at all, basically, for women of color when it comes to like having childbirth or like having kids they'll be like great you had a kid you're on your own here you go like damn they won't even like sometimes send lactation consultants like nothing yeah they're just done what the fuck okay that is sad truths of the world women have it rough people of color have it rough Women of color. Yo, that's Forget a that's a wombo him. combo of just Forget shit. <laughs> the um so for every like dollar a man makes, a woman makes seventy cents. We know that statistic. Mm-hmm. A black woman makes like forty cents. I would feel really dumb if I was quoting that wrong, but it's, like, considerably <laughs> it's less lower, than yeah. both. The point isn't the exact statistic. The point is... It's the, just knowing... Is knowing that it's less. Like, there shouldn't be a wage gap less. in the first yeah. place. Asian <laughs> women make, I believe, slightly less. Latina women make slightly less than that. But black women of color... Or, I'm sorry. Black women... Black. <laughs> black women of color. No. Black women wow. uh, make the least by far, and they're also the ones with the most like agro stereotypes. You know, things like oh, black women are just mean, and a lot of them are perpetuated by their own race. Like when, uh, men will be like, I don't want to ble- or I don't want to date uh, a black woman. It's like, but you're black. And they're like, well, yeah, but I don't want to date a black girl. Like, they're too uptight. They, like, that's just that type of stuff. Like, they have so many stereotypes pitted against them. And, like, it's not true, obviously, as, like, mm-hmm. most right. stereotypes, especially race-based stereotypes, aren't. Um, but, yeah, black women have it rough. All, all women have it rough, but black women have it really rough. And so... Here's your reminder that black lives matter. Black women lives matter. Black men lives matter. Black Let's lives start matter. this with the. Uh, you know what? Can I can I lead this? Uh, Go vote. Oh. 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 Okay, that for those of you who are keeping track at home does not count towards the number of times that I. Say go vote. You only. That one does though. You only. <laughs> <laughs> you only win something. If you give us the correct total for me. We're on like episode 14 or something, so none of these have counted past episode 10 anyways. We only had the the stipulation to be episodes 1 through 10. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Man. You know uh, who did know that? RB, that Nikhil. And and Nikhil and Andrew both. Andrew. Oh, yeah. Andrew also knew. Yeah, I hate to bring that up. Yeah. You know, he texted me while I was at work today, and he was like, fill out the football spreadsheet with your picks. And I was like... Okay, I go in, 
Him and Steve are the only two that have filled it out. I was like, why is it important that I go in? Like, tell everybody else to go in and fill out their picks. I went in hours later, too, because I forgot. And it still, I was like, tell everybody else to fill out their picks. Like, why are you singling me out? So it should be, I think, October 21st this is being released. So uh, just about two weeks, just under two weeks before Election Day, or maybe exactly mm-hmm. two weeks. I don't know. I'm doing my math right there. But um, going to vote is definitely more urgent than ever. If you haven't already turned in your absentee ballots for places that have early voting, you need to have done that. Uh, I recommend not mailing it in and just dropping them off at your ballot drop-off locations, which you can easily Google. Uh, you can also find on the envelope that your absentee ballot comes in. You don't even have to have the internet for it. Although I encourage you to use the internet to look up the things on your ballot. Don't vote ignorantly. Big facts. Look up your ballot measures because they are, um, the amendments especially, are worded confusingly intentionally. And so you need to look up, like, those sites that say, like, if like, vote yes on this if you want this. Vote no on it if you want this. You need something that will spell it out because they purposefully word them confusingly. Mm-hmm. So that way they get, like, the type of vote that they want. Yeah. I you read know, so, mine, by the way, and I was done. I was tracking like, is bad. I've seen lots of ads on, like... Because, you know, I watch so many ads, but I've seen a ton on like, oh, you know, Joe Biden wants to get rid of fracking or something like that. I think it was at first state of Colorado because I used my dad's Xfinity. And so it was whoever's running there. But um, I was like, that's a good thing. By the way, that's not a negative for anybody that doesn't know what fracking is. And correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's um, onshore or shallow water oil drilling that has Mm -hmm. a serious negative impact on our environment Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously perpetuates monopoly monopolies amongst the oil companies which isn't fantastic either but uh it's also terrible for the health of our planet big issues and also terrible for the health of our communities Mm -hmm. there's lots that goes into fracking and a lot of these issues are bigger than like just what they are like, uh, fracking goes into global health, climate change. Blah, like, it all is, like, a chain reaction. And so it's definitely overwhelming to look up, like, what is fracking? Because then you're committing to basically a rabbit hole to learning about everything that's wrong with everything. And that's intimidating. To me, normally, that's very intimidating. But do what you can. Learn what you can. Vote to the best of your ability with the resources available to you, but do not be socially exhausted by how fucked everything seems. Because everything seems so tied together and so entirely fucked. And I hate it. Yeah. It's an important election. Fracking is pretty terrible. Oh, it's more than pretty terrible. Do you know what it does? If you guys, you know, if you guys looked up how to do it? Please enlighten us. So basically... In order to, if you have an approximate location of oil, okay, and you want that oil, what you do is you basically drill these tiny fractures in earth, okay? And then you pump some serious fucking chemicals down those fractures. And eventually, it starts mixing with the soil around it, and then you put water in it, you take all that water, pump it out, and then now you go in to look for oil. 
you know so it basically makes the onshore oil looking and taking out part way easier but it as you can tell probably destroys everything it touches destroys everything it touches and also let's talk about the fact everything that we it doesn't don't touch either. really need more oil we have so much fucking oil so much oil like we don't need more there should be more green initiatives moving towards making our cars um more electricity based more hybrid based I mean, listen, my car runs on gas. I get the struggle, but there is not a time where we are having, like, our gas threatened. You know, we have a ton of oil, and they only want more because they want to control that resource in its entirety. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason the U.S. is looking for more oil. It's not because we're going to run out. It's not because we even should be looking in the direction of what can run off of oil. It's because they want to solely control that monopoly. Like Michael with his sheep in Catan. He wants to be the only one to control the sheep. I have a good reason, though. I just want to be a shepherd and protect my sheeple. Oh, my God, I'm America. (laughs) Protect my sheeple. (laughs) Protecting is something that you're doing that Trump isn't, though. So I guess you're not quite there. But I... I name all my sheep, and I get them back very quickly when I trade them away, and I remember their names. Trump is protecting us. He's protecting us from progress. (laughs) (laughs) He's protecting us from being, you know, decent human beings. Um, Oh, no. But yeah, we definitely not only have enough oil. By the way, if you don't think we have enough oil, look up the Federal Oil Reserve. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I promise you, you won't regret that. But we also have plenty of alternative energy uh, options available to us now. Uh... And would definitely need to be pumping more resources into researching and funding of uh, alternative energy sources like solar energy, like wind energy, and things like that. A lot of renewable resources. Also, the Green New Deal. We should be signing that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which we are not currently. Why? I don't know. Because we're dumb. But we should be. Yeah, no, we're pretty dumb. If you have any questions about what we've just talked about, look it up. Don't ask us. We're not experts. We're just spouting off things that we have also heard and read. (laughs) (laughs) We're making our informed decisions. You guys should make yours, too. We can't talk about all the things that we've learned about these subjects on the podcast. We're just giving you the pointers. So look it up yourself. Well, and really, there's something to be said for being resourceful and making an informed decision when it comes to voting, because it feels bad to vote when you don't know what you're voting for. But when you do, I feel like it lets you, it allows you to feel like your vote carries a little bit more weight. It carries some gravity. It matters, which is like the one thing that we all just want to feel like is that our vote matters. And a lot of people don't vote because they don't think it matters. But if you read and if you see and you know what you're looking at, you can see what your vote is going towards and that helps you feel the impact of it. True. Yeah. I was going to say, the only thing that I'm an expert on is the importance of sheep and Catan. We really do love Settlers of Catan. The sheep are really pretty, and I like holding sheep cards. Okay. I never win, though. the shepherd. (laughs) I never win. I just like having sheep. You've won one time. Yeah, I have won once, and I was very excited. <laughs> Remember that one time that you did win, though? Remember His that? hoarding of sheep actually paid off. It was because I went straight for all the cards. 
uh, the victory points, like the, the mm. cards give her victory points. I think it was also for Defender of Catan or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. We were playing the um, Cities and Nights version. This is not an expert podcast. So, <laughs> we decided to hit you with the heavy shit at the start. Because this topic is not going to be nearly as heavy or as important as some of the previous topics that we've talked about. This one's just more for your entertainment uh, and for your interest, uh, for your listening pleasure, as it were. So, Oh, by the way, I'm Kevin. I'm Megan. I'm Dev. And it's Jaboy Michael. <laughs> and it's a me episode, y'all. It's a Kevin episode, so... I haven't revealed the topic to any of the people here. Not even me, his most trusted confidant. Big facts. Uh, so I'm going to start off with a quote from growthengineering.com. <clears throat> what? He's coming for you, Michael. I bet you think you've come pretty far in life. But little did you realize that there has been something spurring you on all of this time. In nearly everything you do, it's been there, right under your nose, letting you know where you are, how far you've come, and how close you are to your goal. This unsung hero has been quietly doing its job for over a century without praise, reward, or recognition. That is, until now. So stand up and put your hands together. Don't do that. This is just in the quote. <laughs> She's not standing, by the way. Neither of them are. I can only do so much. I'm wrapped in a blanket. For our friend and humble servant, the progress bar. So the loading oh bar that God. you see on your computer. We're going to dive Sorry, in. Sorry, we're doing a whole episode on that? Oh, yeah. There's more than you think. <laughs> Throughout the episode, I will be keeping you up to date on our progress using a verbal progress bar reminiscent of its virtual likeness, meaning it will be as frustrating as it is statistically inaccurate. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. We begin our journey at 0% on the 18th of March, 1866, in Dombrova-Gornica, Poland. I wrote down the pronunciation because I didn't think I'd get it. With the birth of young Karl Adamiki. Adamiecki. Did you write down? Did you write, oh, no, you didn't. I didn't write that one down. Carl studied at the Institute of Technology. How are you sure it's not Carol? It's Polish. Yeah, he isn't sure. Yeah, but he isn't sure. What also? What also? If she's a girl, it's, he's a guy. With the birth of young How do you know Carol, that? it's a guy. I looked it up. I you realize there's more to this, right? And then I'm about <laughs> sure, to use pronouns. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, <laughs> wow, you're assuming gender. Do you have my permission that's to move crazy. forward? Wikipedia assumed the gender. Thank you very much. Not that that's where I got all of my information, but definitely some the of it. But donate to Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Definitely, I have. Before, not recently, but I have. <laughs> I should do it again. Carl <laughs> okay. studied at the Institute of Technology in St. Petersburg, Russia, from 1884 to 1890, where he was an avid management researcher, and he graduated in 1891 with a degree in engineering. After graduation, he returned to his hometown, where he was in charge of a steel rolling mill. Remember that for later. While working at the steel mill, he really developed his ideas on management. So in 1896, Adamiecki invented a novel means of displaying interdependent processes so as to enhance the visibility of production schedules. Just like it was basically a bunch of bars that showed individuals' progress uh, amongst an entire project at the Wait, steel mill. It's just a bunch of like thermometers. 
Like a progress bar? Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> In fact, we are 30% the way there. Carl was an amazing academic <laughs> and researcher. <laughs> Three sentences in and we're already 30 No, just like... This is your first five-minute episode. <laughs> so he published his first papers in management in 1898 before Frederick Winslow Taylor had popularized scientific management. Uh, he's basically the guy that started industrial engineering. Uh, unfortunately, those papers did not contain the diagrams displaying his production schedule methods. He published those in 1931 for some reason and only in Polish. So we can't fully credit Carl for the progress made toward the bar of like title. So we begin our journey at 31% in 1881. Sorry to your ear holes, everybody. <laughs> well, I Jesus can see how loud I'm being. With the birth of Hermann Schirk of Germany. In 1912, he published a version of static schedule progress charts while working on a construction project. This was unfortunately rather routine in Germany at the time, so no one really noticed or cared, so we began our journey at 32%. But rewinding to 1861 we Maryland. Hate it. Uh -uh, we hate it. <laughs> this is progress. And now progress we're, progress now progress we're back to 12%. <laughs> <laughs> this is all moving forward on the progress bar. That's how progress bars work. I don't know. I know. I don't know. This is the greatest I beg to differ. You know when Windows is like, okay. You have three minutes left. Just kidding. You have three years left. Just kidding. Oh, wait. It's actually going to be 26 seconds. Sorry, did I say seconds? I oh, meant years. millennia. <laughs> Sorry, that's on me. That's on me. That's true. Actually, we're going to talk a little bit about that later, but uh, that, it's an interesting one. So 1861 Maryland, the birth of Henry Loris Gant or Gaunt, I believe it's pronounced, in the thick of the Civil War. And I'll skip ahead some percentage points and save you guys some headache. Uh, he was an accomplished engineer who worked with Frederick Taylor, the industrial engineering guy, in applying some of those scientific management principles at his steel mills. The connection of the steel mills. Mm. The guy in Poland was doing steel mills, too. Was, apparently, steel mills were the place to do to be production and Man, scientific is, research yeah. stuff. It's so I mean, inspiring. Steel, have you spent a really considerable thing. amount of time around steel? I have. huge in the 1890s. And all I can say is, it's inspiring. Yeah, very inspiring. That's why I'm such an artist <laughs> among men. You know, that's why I'm so... Because they're it. like, so oh, she's so out of the box. <laughs> she is so wonderful. Well, it's because you built the box out of steel, and you said, I can be out that. I actually built the box out of PVC and blankets. Also, that, that is true. Beautiful blanket for it. I, I think we talked about that last episode, but uh, version, I think we called it 2.0, maybe 1.2. Can't remember. It's holding up fantastic. Yeah, it's holding the full weight of the cats. It mm -hmm. is uh, load-bearing, so really hit us up for some blueprints if you are unsure. Yeah, I do need to adjust the cardboard, though, because I didn't adjust it today. Mm. I've been messing uh, with I it. Have, I have, okay. too. Yeah, I've been messing with it, but also that textbook you put on top of it was behind my monitors today, and I was like, ooh, that was like one inch away from taking him out. That's what Pancake knocked down. Mm. Yeah, it is. Because he was, it was like yesterday, he like, he was up there and doing some shit, and I knocked him off, and mm. I heard something, and I looked around, and I didn't see, but it was, it's dark over there. It's Evil scary, I know. It's a scary corner, but, um, don't worry, I found it. Okay. I figured it out. Fucking devil. Pancake? Yeah, and fracking. That's what they have in common. Pancake and fracking are the devils. Yeah. <laughs> of our lives. I like that. 
Uh, Gott eventually became an industrial consultant for other mills and fields around eight. Oh, sorry, and around 1915, he invented the Gott charts, marking progress flow of individuals' work and total project progress. Michael, I know what that is. You know what I, that is? I had to use those. The, the Gott charts. Oh my God. Pieces of shit. So we've all used them, I'm pretty sure. Are you college. an engineer? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. We all use a version of Gaunt charts at some point, even in like middle school and high school. Just yeah. at some point. Maybe you guys have. I think I ditched that class. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> Gaunt charts class. It probably wasn't even I called Gaunt charts. I ditched that lesson. This is just uh, basically progress charts for I was there, different students. <laughs> I was there for Venn yeah. diagrams, and then I said, bye. I'm out. <laughs> you didn't, we're not saying you learned about Gaunt charts. We're saying that they were used. Maybe. Um, so... Progress charts uh, would have the tasks shaded in proportion to their degree of completion. So, like, if it's a 50% done project, you would shade half of the bar. So that's kind of a little bit more reminiscent of what you see on, like, loading bars on your computers. Uh, just by showing the employees in a graphical form how far along a particular project had come, a marked increase in production and efficiency was noted. We are at 80%, guys. 80% of the way there. Yeah, we are. <laughs> in 1916. I, I'm looking at your page. I know you're not 80% of the way there. Well, according to what I wrote down, we're 80% of the way there. <laughs> also, I'm trying to hide my paper, but I guess that's <laughs> failing, huh? You're at 80% way of the way there of hiding your paper also. Yeah, you're at about, I would say you're at about 3% of the way hiding your paper. <laughs> So in, in 1916, Gaunt was recruited by General William Crozier of the U.S. Army with helping plan and deploy millions of soldiers, sailors, and Marines with equipment, food, and fuel across the Atlantic Ocean to France uh, and continued to use the charting system for strategic options throughout the war. So that was, like, big deal. The U.S. has adopted this for, like, not only government purposes, but for militaristic purposes, and... It was huge in the um, in the World War. I think it was World War Two. Or was it? Did I just say what it was? You said the war. The war. Yeah, it was 1916. So World War One. Uh, and it was incredibly influential in America's because uh, America jumped in like 1917, I think. So that was kind of big and it kind of cemented his place as the uh, as the creator of this progress chart like area. I was going to say, of course, the military <clears throat> came in to have some power and just making this thing big yeah that was that's that's the most american thing i've heard that's true it's true and gaunt continued to work with them like overseas and and the charts were incredibly influential and they were used for a long time uh, if maybe i don't know if they might even still be used but i'm not certain about that uh so this cemented gaunt and his charts legacy as the origin of the progress bar so we're 100 percent right now we're done course not <laughs> our second progress bar begins at zero percent i hate it <laughs> no. well, well in 1939 with the creation of the first electronic digital computer by john vincent atanasoff at iowa state college okay uh let's jump forward to the highlights 30 percent for the first use of a stored program computer in 1948 basically people being able to run a program and that information be saved into some sort of storage container, storage unit. 
Uh, 70% for the invention of the graphical interface in 1973. 80% for the first use of icons and pop-up menus in 1975. Uh, okay, so 85%. The first graphical progress bar appeared in a PhD 1979 thesis entitled Monitoring System Behavior in a Complex Computational Environment by Mitchell Modell. Oh, Modell, like Modell yeah. Sporting Goods? I, I, yes. <laughs> yes, Michael. His name might be Model, which would be I was going to say, too. it actually looks like Model to me. I just assume Model. It sounds cooler. But he also was modeling the graphical progress bar in his thesis, so who really wow, knows? Maybe he was it. It's a little too on the nose, let's yeah. say. He knew what he was going to do. He came into his thesis presentation <laughs> as the bar, this is, and it moved, <laughs> it moved as he was speaking. <laughs> and computers were so new that, like, at this time, grad students were the ones coming up with the, the newest and latest and greatest in technology, uh, technological advancements and things like that. Obviously, even back then, old people weren't involved. I mean, technology. still today, if <laughs> yeah. you think about it, like most revolutionary technologies come out of research that's done in schools like Georgia Tech, MIT, like all these stands. Like those are the cutting edge, like military funds these things, mm. you know, so you know there's like potential in that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. true. So that's true. still today, nothing has changed. That progress, like that innovation comes from youth, you know. Yeah, grad, I feel like grad programs everywhere are the places that are coming up with the most innovative. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm i trying to think about what the most recent technological advancements would be. And it's and it's not even, like, professors. It's the students themselves yeah. who mm -hmm. come up with ideas and that are, like, labeled by their own professor. You know, so I, I think that young people are definitely... But I digress. Yeah. Well, taking take a little bit of a... Pause here. What do you guys feel like are the most recent technological advancements that have hit maybe the world? I mean, so many hit every day. I know, but like, let, let's talk about like, like... What kind of advancements are we talking like? Face ID is a big one. Oh, yeah. Face, yeah, face ID, ID was, was a big, big one. one. Um, just like, it, yeah, I'd say it's, it should be commercially available for personal use or uh, used on like a grand scale for uh, maybe the government or something like that. What are the things that you know of that are recent technological advancements? Face ID is a good one. Facial recognition systems uh, for the personal use devices. But like reliable facial recognition Very reliable. Because that's a thing is like you always see those like scanning face now and like those, you know, old TV movies. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely not anything like legitimate or reliable. Um, yeah. But now like... What my little iPhone does is reliable. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a friend from high school at MIT right now who's working on researching the vaccine for COVID. Oh. Uh, they've come up with an experimental one that's not like the one that Trump used, but they're testing <laughs> it in labs right now. Speaking <laughs> of which, people are like, okay, so either Trump is faking it to take the wind out of the sails of like people who are still viewing COVID as a legitimate threat. So he's faking being better. Or he was given some weird miracle cure for COVID. And in that case, uh, why did we let 200,000 people die if it was something he could just get over in 72 hours? Either way, we should be mad. Yeah, it's like a, Either way, that's not acceptable. Way, yeah. I like, think the theory is that 
a big part of that cocktail that he received was steroids. So he appears to be in better health than he actually is. Well, but I was also a little crazier. I do believe in stem cell, like research. I believe that stem cells definitely would help you, you know, regenerate healthy cells. Like I think stem cells are great, and that's also a large part of what he had was stem cells. Mm. And so, oh yeah, all of the uh, pro-lifers. I guess uh, you can't really be pro-life and support Trump now because he's had dead babies injected into him, right? That's how it works. That's what stem cells are, is just (laughs) ground-up dead babies. babies, Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's science. That's why everybody hates Planned Parenthood, right? That's that's what we're against them for. Uh, So anyways, he he had a large amount of stem cells injected into him as well, which... I mean, is good. Like stem cells are really powerful and mm-hmm. kind of magical and mm-hmm. pretty awesome. But why does he get that, and why no, don't we? You know, why do we I... let two hundred thousand people die? Why are people mm-hmm. that we love and care about like getting sick from this? If it's that easy, you know. How infuriating that such like speaking of technological advancements, stem cell research could be huge for the medical industry, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's so deprived of funding and research because of what's constantly going on. Donate to Wikipedia, donate to Planned Parenthood. They mm. really are wonderful. Um, they're doing the Lord's work. Yeah, I agree. And it just it's amazing to me that uh, with so many possible ways in different fields that we could have technological advancements with alternative energy, with stem cell research, with, I could probably, like, uh, electronic vehicles, like, so many things that could be uh, so helpful to the advancement of our society, to Mm. the health of our planet, to everything. I mean, even just the convenience of the everyday user is just being stonewalled constantly uh, in government due to... whatever the Republican Party thinks that they're helping by uh, not Keeping a lower that. class so that way the um, upper class still has, like, a foot up. There's That's a, what it's all about. There's a million reasons that we could give you that all stem from them being assholes that are selfish and care only about themselves. And I sit here and I try to think of, uh, like, what a possible good human would consider... Uh, th- this being a positive right like what what would be a rational sane and not selfish reasoning that people would be stonewalling this process i can't think of anything that's what i don't get is um there are lots of people who are like you know do your research and if you actually just look into the facts like you'll see all of the bullying comes from the democrat side and listen i'm not sitting here defending democrats or anything But all of it, all of it, I mean, literally, I was just talking to you guys about Trump calling out Biden's son, but, like, all of the bullying was coming from Biden in that situation? No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just think that it's ridiculous. Like, I understand not wanting to look in the direction of hateful words being cast on either side. I don't like looking in that direction, but we need to, and we we need to be realistic about what's being said, because... Republicans, at least, like, the the big ones we can name, right? Because this isn't even Republicans by and large. Like, 
I've I've known lots of Republicans who have a fairly grounded sense. They just disagree with like where taxes should go or how much we should be taxed. And those seem like small things in the face of the issues that are considered like Democrat versus Republican now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even saying Republicans, but I am saying like I genuinely do believe that Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump are hateful, spiteful human beings. I also believe that Mike Pence is a hateful, spiteful human being like There are countless awful, horrible things that they have said to, like, they have said awful things to people of color. They have said awful things to disabled people. They have said awful things to veterans. They have said awful things to recovering drug addicts. They have said awful things about dead people. Like, this is, like, I don't know. To me, I know this is just a tangent, and we can cut it all out, but to me, that is crazy like it just seems like there is really truly like human rights issues are not republican versus democrat but some of the loudest voices we're hearing are the ones that are making like this a republican versus democrat issue and if you are aligning yourself with those voices i don't know how i can look at you how i can separate you from those voices if you are aligning yourself with a symbol of hate, like if you decided to start wearing a swastika around, I would be like, yo, that's fucked. Like, I don't care about its in, its origins, like in uh, indigenous like tribes or whatever. I care about the fact that it was used as a symbol of hate and I can't separate you from that when you walk around wearing it all the time. I don't know. I get that this is a ramble. It's just something that's been on my mind a lot because I've seen a lot of people be like, well, all of the bullying is coming from Democrats. And again, I'm not looking away from that. But I also don't understand how people can see it that way. You know? Like, I don't understand how, like, stem cell research or, you know, environmentally friendly things, like... You know, I mean, um, what is it? Renewable Electric cars. Yeah, energy. like that type of stuff. Like, how is that not something that you can get on board with? I get that this is very. Uh, I'm not <laughs> cutting this. I'm not cutting it. But I'm I'm a hundred percent done with that tangent now. If you wanted to know where I was at on my progress bar. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Way to bring it back. I didn't even r- realize the reference that mm-hmm. I put into my script mm-hmm. 20 billion times. <laughs> uh, I'm not cutting any of that for two reasons. Uh, one, this is a short episode. We need as much material as we can get. It's not It's not a lot of material. I really tried on this one, but the progress bar has a very limited history. <laughs> uh, two, I, everybody needs to know that no matter what kind of jovial conversation you can be having, no matter what type of you know, carefree mindset that you're in. These problems exist and they're Mm -hmm. related and correlated to everything that you do, that you say, that you think about, that you use every day. Just not, not even a stretch here. The grad students that, that came up with the progress bar and many other technological advancements that we know today, especially like Dev was saying, since most of the technological advancements are coming from people like grad students, that is directly related to the funding towards educational programs and mm-hmm. how much they are offered in terms of a 
research grants and B, materials for their uh, research labs and things like that. Uh, and C, the extent to which they can research things like stem cells. Uh, all of that has to do with our government. And all of that is also being hindered by the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what you're talking about, what you're doing. It's you need to remember that everything is affected. Go vote. I'll say the, the origins of uh, stem cell research. It's pretty interesting because it started back in the day. People would kiss babies when they were sick and make them feel better. And they're like, what if I took the inside of that baby and put it on my inside? Stem cells. Are you serious? No, no that was absolutely a joke. Not. That was a joke. Because that was a stem cells, <laughs> stem cells are actually not in babies. They are in the placenta. Yes, that is true. And so, I, I mean, I like appreciate your effort. I just want to see if Kevin would go with it. Kevin took it. I was going to say, you tried to pull a Megan, but you can't pull a Megan on me. I was hoping you'd go with me. I know. I know. Up. I could really, I could have helped you sell it. I could have, yeah. but I, we needed I to mean, go down the placenta. Yeah, no, the bone marrow have stem cells. That's very true. small, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's smaller portions as especially as they get older because yeah. then those cells get allocated in mm -hmm. organs into actual things. Just to be clear, I thought we were talking about newborn babies that still had placenta on them, but I'll tell I'll, I'll Wait, rewind that. Hold on, I'm so sorry. Babies don't have placenta on them. They have a placenta attached to them. The umbilical cord. A, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. That was me placenta being down here. But in the umbilical cord is also stem cells. That's yes, why, like, yeah. a lot of times, like, this is going to be gross and kind of a TMI, but a lot of women have started doing this. But I also think this goes back to, like, more Eastern-type medicine. You dry mm -hmm. the placenta. And you eat it, right? And you eat it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of women doing that. Yes, and it's just one of those things that's kind of uh, coming around again i guess at least i feel like i've been hearing about it more lately but eating the placenta after it's been dried out because it does have a lot of um benefits it has like a lot of stem cells and shit in it which are good for you and we might do an episode on stem cells because i'm now very interested in that topic and i am going to write that down as a potential topic <laughs> to do because that's fantastically interesting not your lie your blatant lie to me about the origins but about what the origins could be it wasn't a blatant lie blatant lie it was it was pretty blatant i'll be honest <laughs> it was it was pretty blatant. it was actually just all about <laughs> kissing babies <laughs> it was very cute it was a cute also, lie yeah i think this whole thought that like stem cells are babies and babies are stem cells i want to be clear that was all sarcasm. Babies yeah. are not stem cells. Yes, that is true. And yeah. stem cells are not babies. That's ridiculous. And the people <laughs> We're who, spreading misinformation. I know. The people who are oh. believing that, like, I guess that's up to you if you want to believe, like, something that is clearly not true. But it's not true. Back to it, y'all. So you asked what I think is probably the most revolutionary thing that's going to happen. I was just right? talking about recent, but yeah. Well, he wants to talk reasoned. about nucle nuclear. No, I'm vision. talking about CRISPR. You guys have heard of it. Oh. No, what's CRISPR? CRISPR is a gene editing tool, and it can be used to edit any genome with a species with a genome from any other species, and it's like this. Invent. It's a process, and this process has literally made. Editing genomes, like, you're looking at it through, like, like you're looking at something, like a dollhouse, through, like, an opaque box to where you can, like, actually get inside of it with gloves 
and actually change the building block. Are you talking about that thing where, because I've, I've been reading about this, like a lot of people feel like this isn't ethical or whatever, and I'm not choosing a side on this, but when a baby is in utero, you can edit the genes down to like, making sure that they have, like, red hair if they have that genome sequence or green eyes if you want them to. Like, is that what you're talking about? genetic editing, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. But that is one of the ways, right? CRISPR can be used to do something like that. Yes. That is the answer. Yes is the answer. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's on a grander scale. That's not the takeaway. Right. Like you said, you know, we don't want to... But there are lots of headlines and stuff about that. Yeah, but those are all sensationalized, you know? Well, sure. But what I'm doing is drawing a parallel between what us normal folk might see as we scroll along Reddit, Facebook, wherever. Yeah. Um to what you're talking about because what you're talking about doesn't exactly make that connection. I'm just making so, connection. We'll give Dev a second to uh, tell us why you shouldn't be listening to those headlines and why it's more important mm. than just like, like, you know, like we just said, like what we just talked about, right? How can Republicans be so oblivious to this shit, right? It's not even just Republicans, by the way. It's a lot of people, right? I don't want to make it too much of a party issue, but it is largely Republicans. I think it's most people can be, like, I don't know, persuaded by a lot of different things. And Mm -hmm. it, like I said, it sensationalizes things. So you just focus on one side of it, like, you know, how genetic editing is unethical, Right, like or is it? Sure. I don't know. I haven't made a decision but, about that. Right, but you even you've started to question it, right? But that's that doubt, that seed of doubt, is what it maybe in you it won't grow, but in a lot of people it will grow, and it'll turn into this hindrance for you well, know for whatever me, something that we want to do in the future. For you, me, I don't want kids, and so I'm like I don't have that maternal part of me, and so it's like. I can't do anything but be like, I don't know. Does See, it feel messed up to you to edit your kids' genes? I don't know. I don't want yeah, kids. But I don't want for you, any genes to edit. Uh, play a big part, so it's okay, right? But what if someone who does want kids, right, that they're going to think of this, and in the future, when something like this is available, not to change a kid's hair, what if to rid them of a genetic disease that would have crippled the kid for life? Um, that's actually big brain. What they're actually talking about exactly. is autism and Down right? syndrome and, and those types those, of things. Like some of those issues can be narrowed down to genetic imperfections. And right. What if you could give the kid the life that he or she or whatever they always wanted right but that never to been me able to have. where it lies is like a if that's something you're uncomfortable with then just don't do it yeah. like it's just like abortion where it's like i'm not saying everybody has to have an abortion i'm just saying that like if somebody wants one they should be able to get one if you don't want to get one that's fine don't get one like that seems like a you thing we shouldn't be messing with god's plan <laughs> sorry who <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if he didn't huh? want me, honestly, what? if he didn't want us to mess with it, he shouldn't have made the tools available to us. That's how it always feels brains. to me because, like, a lot of people are like, well, God never intended this. And I'm like, well, I mean, let's go along with this God thing <laughs> that you are committed to. Let's go, let's run down that road. 
why did God give us scientists? Why did God give us like people who were going to make, you know, inventions and who were going to progress us forward, who were going to tell us the truth about coronavirus? Why did he do all of that if, you know, he just wanted you to listen to some idiot with orange hair? Look, people praise an all omniscient God when they're in church and when they're praying for some one of their family members to get better. But then the second that you bring up something like this, suddenly everybody's a deist and think that thinks that God just set the world into motion and that we're fucking it up. Yeah. Ridiculous. Or, or they'll be like, well, you know, Satan really led them astray. Really? Oh, they're just picking Satan, and choosing in their Satan own Satan led actually. you astray, Susan. Cherry Not picking. anybody else. Favorite yeah. pastime of religious folk. I was say, God created thing. Satan, too. Satan's just Lucifer. He's one of God's sons. He was his if, son. If Michael was the second If one, we're yeah. really going down these, these roads, um, God gave us more than enough resources to dig ourselves out of this shithole, and we haven't done that because a class system has become more important than communal prosperity Mm -hmm. and now i sound very high i'm not i'm tired but i'm not high (laughs) i'm just saying truths this is just all meta if you want me to preach at you for an hour you've come to the right spot maybe we'll have a megan's preaching corner if you just want to if you just want to hear my (laughs) echo chamber oh my god here you are you've arrived can you hear my voice against the walls behind you it's all echoey We'll, uh, we'll definitely <laughs> consider having a, a Megan Talks episode for a Saturday episode, because I think that would be something people would be interested in. Um, um, no, nobody needs they to would, hear me They would, but talk. that's, look, we're not here to argue. What? To hear a woman talk? We're not here to argue about <laughs> whether or not. crazy. We're not here to argue about whether or not people are going to be interested in listening to you talk for sure. anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour and a half about whatever you want to. <laughs> they would be, but that's not what we're here to argue. No, you're biased because you're my boyfriend. What we're you here to talk about, if you guys have so forgotten, is progress bars. <laughs> sorry. I think we went back down to zero on the first one. Yeah, oh, So sorry. just go, go back to your first sheet of paper. That was just me ruffling favors for the uh, audience sake. Okay, so we were 85% with that guy's thesis, uh, 90% hits in 1985. We're at a conference on computer-human interactions. A grad student named Brad Myers presented a paper on the importance of, quote, percent done progress indicators. Brad Myers, you fucker. Myers asked 48 fellow students to run searches on a computer database with and without a progress bar for guidance. Then he had them rate their experience. 86% said they liked the bars. Uh, A quote from him, people didn't mind so much if it was inaccurate, Myers said. They still prefer the progress bar to not having anything at all, which <laughs> I mean, right? Like if you had Windows, if you did had you just directly the, quote this guy, if you if you had the just the hourglass going for an indefinite amount of time during like a download or something like that, is that really preferable to having a slightly inaccurate progress bar? Well, slightly? to be fair, I would prefer Possibly. an hourglass over nothing because I want to know yeah. it's working. Even if it just That's goes true. back and forth and back and forth. So I actually do get that mentality. I get it. I didn't include this, but that is something that is interesting because that was they never really talked about. it. I tried to find it. There's not a lot of talk on how the um, the weight cursor was like invented, like the weighting indicating. Apparently, Mac OS kind of started with the, their weight indicated cursor, which I can't remember what it was. 
Uh, I think it was just a timer. It was a little clock. It was a. It was like a spinny thing. No, it was, it was a little clock. No, no, no. I was going to say, even that little spinny thingy, thingy makes oh, me Oh, I thought it was better. a stopwatch. The spinning beach ball of death didn't come until like, I don't know, 2003. But mm-hmm. back in, I think it was the <laughs> 70s, they had the um, 70s or 80s, they had the, it's a little white clock with just two hands. And then that would just show up whenever it was like spinning. And then after that, Windows came up with their own hourglass weight cursor. But there wasn't a whole lot of research on when that was in regards to the progress bar. I think the progress bar actually came before that. So... Mm-hmm. Very interesting something there. Uh, let's see. So eventually Myers worked with uh, Perk, P-E-R-Q, who developed one of the first commercially available personal use computers with a graphical interface and helped create Sapphire, which is a window manager integration, and it utilizes graphical features that became widely adopted, including progress bars. So that was part of Sapphire. 99%. We're at 99%, y'all. So you can blame that guy. I hate 99%. I hate it when it gets second, 99%. 95 to 99 is when I get up and walk away because I know I still have another Mm. You never know how long it's going to be. But you can blame that guy. Bradley Allen Myers, who is currently a professor at Carnegie Mellon, for everybody out there that's interested, for your frustrating experiences with loading bars, having unrealistic dreams of estimated time remaining, getting stuck at 99%, getting stuck at 0%, getting stuck at all the percentages in between that you can get stuck at. You can blame him. But in all seriousness, a world without progress bars would be way worse than a world with progress bars. Can we all agree on that? Would yeah. you Would you prefer yeah. to have nothing? Now for the third data point. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the middle, you know, which the other ones mm. did. Uh, I mean, I, I'm even pissed when I see an animation that indicates waiting without showing how long the progress is, you know, yeah. on something that it could be a download, it could be an installation, it could be anything like that. If I don't see a progress bar, if it's just a wait indicator, I'm kind of mad, <laughs> low-key. I don't yeah. know how long it's going to take. I mean, I assume it's going to take a short period of time if it's that, yeah. just a wait indicator. Yeah. And you hope it does. But um, Steam has gotten really pretty good at, like predicting i think anyways although there's been a few updates while you guys are playing games it'll be like oh yeah that'll be done in 74 years yeah no i've worries. had that too Steve. no worries bitch like we got yeah. you we got you when you're dead we, we see you oh so um something to note the uh typically when they do like the marquee style of progress bar so like it could be the progress bar where it doesn't actually show how long it is it just spins mm. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so this apparently just means that the quantity is unknown uh, mm-hmm. It happens a lot in situations where the total number of steps to be processed is unknown due to the data or the amount of data or the amount yeah. of categories of data or the amount of time would take that it would take to calculate the total number of items would take too long. It would take longer than the amount of time it would take to finish. Um, some programs just leave you stuck at a percent when the workload is larger than normal or unknown, and that's kind of fucking frustrating as hell. Yeah. It just jumps up and just my, sits there. My favorite <laughs> are the double progress bars, whereas... Most things have that now. It's like oh, the yeah. overall oh. progress and then the current progress. That's gaunt charts right there. That's what it was. It was the whole thing was that they had the overall project and then the individuals each had their own progress oh. bars. It was huge for the gaunt charts. So interesting. it's interesting that that was implemented so much later after the progress bar. Um, I actually do like that. I would very personally like to have an overall progress bar in this house, but then know that personally, my progress bar exceeds all of yours on an individual level. Even oh, yeah, mine barely a, moves. Even as a house, if we're, you know, at like 27% or whatever, as long as I'm at like 95%, then I'm like, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm sitting at a cool 17, 18. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just stuck at 5%. <laughs> it's never moved. Whether you're sleeping or awake, it's just 5%. It's just 5%. <laughs> like one day in a blue moon, it'll jump from 5% to like 80%. Yeah. <laughs> it goes right back down to a bunch of shit. Yeah. And it's hard stopped or he finishes the progress it's that bar, one night he did and math and cleaned the whole house and i came downstairs and it was all dev has never done math. oh i'm sorry he's never done math i just said that as a joke dev has literally <laughs> now it sounds like i have done math. yeah now it's sorry like he totally hasn't uh, i think, no, it, was, no, I think no, it was one no. day i think he had like a bad soliloquy game and you just cleaned the whole house or something yeah. we came down and we were like what the fuck happened <laughs> so i kept joking like what did you do math uh, but Probably. no, he's never done math. Maybe For I anybody listening. That's what happens when you get frustrated in a video game. You just clean the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should get more frustrated. That's what we need. So I'm going to start hiring people. Where, to frustrate them. <laughs> Look be, no further. I am here. That's an extra Where's my money? progress right there. High five. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so where where are we now? 100%. Completely done. I personally don't think so. I mean, that's the end of most of what I had to talk about, but, you know, inaccurate time estimates, progress bars getting stuck without indication, uh, percentages indicating task completion instead of total work completion, uh, and a million other frustrations that we have with progress bars are valid. And while many programmers have figured out, like, the magic sauce to make things feel really smooth... Uh, we have a long way to go before we should throw in the towel to the unknowns of data processing and communicating it with humans. So, in my opinion, where are we? We're stuck at 99%. Oh, I, would, I would venture to say that we're stuck at, you know, 97 or 98%. Yeah. I would just be... 99%. I would just venture to say, and maybe even write, you know, a thesis on the 97 to 98% category. Wow. PhD candidate right there. Wow. Mm. Big, Approved. big brains, big thoughts. <laughs> Approved. Look at that. I didn't even have to say anything. I just had to merely suggest it. Progress bars exist. They indicate, you know, a relatively accurate amount of time for what they can show us based off of what technology we currently have. So, you know, it's hard to know whether or not we're at 99%, whether or not we're at 50% now. It'll get mm. infinitely better in the future. But the point is that we should keep trying to get better. And... Until then, we can consider ourselves stuck at 99%. And also, the, uh, the percent is arbitrary no matter what, because they would rather just have a random value assigned, even if it's not accurate. So 99% could mean 50%. Who knows? Nothing the, means anything. It's all made up. There's a life lesson in here. There is definitely, amongst all of this conversation, some sort of life lesson that we can all apply to our everyday goings on. I'll have to listen back and decide. <laughs> what, was that, what was that bar that just keeps moving? The marquee? That's yeah. the style angry ball. one. That's what probably... Mm. Like that one, I don't like it. I don't like that one. You know what? You just yeah. stop. But with no indication of, of improvement. You know what I do like, though? The dinosaur. When Google Chrome mm. stops working, it's like, Oh, that is a good dinosaur. Sometimes <laughs> I will turn off my internet, and I'll play the game. <laughs> that's very fun. <laughs> I know that's unrelated for some reason i thought it was a part of a loading game but then mm. i realized i was wrong it could it may as well be because once your internet yeah. comes back on mm. google should reload the page mm. yeah i just want a progress bar with like the video of like uh, the cat playing the piano is that mm. looped 
mm. like moving along the progress board. I'm sure you, you know Dev that. just discovered easy. YouTube like last week, and so he's been watching a lot of uh, compilation cat videos <laughs> <laughs> doing things like uh, playing the piano and um, oh, I don't it's know. A lot you, of animal videos. It a really lot, has been. I <laughs> Dev was like he pulled up some compilation, and I was like, "What? Did you just find YouTube? <laughs> like, what Dev is wrong with you?" This shit. He was laughing. He so thought hard. I was so. So funny, okay. It is. It is. We we just got our fill of cat videos in 2009. Literally, uh, America's America's funniest or funniest home videos like gave me all of my my fill. Yeah. Uh, But also, it's on Hulu. If you're ever needing an America's funniest home videos, um, (laughs) there's Bob Saget, and then there's the. Don't even worry about him. It's always Bob Saget. Is yeah, Bob Saget is the one. Before we move too far away, dad. Before we move too far away, I have just one more question relating to progress bars. It's the big question. Should the progress bar be a progress of estimated time or a progress of quantity of work? So it's basically whether or not the progress bar should be a level of people's expectations versus the true progress that they can indicate. Both, like Steam does it. Yeah, you can have both, right? You can have a time waiting, but then the, the progress bar should that like that percentage done be an indicator of how much time is elapsed and remaining or should be an indicator of how much work there is to do? I think it should be how much work there is to do because I always get frustrated when seeing any amount of time um, just because it makes it like, man, I sat here for three minutes watching this bar, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. fuck, I could have done something different with those three minutes. But then you have the, the side of things, right, where if you do have it that way, then you have progress bars that jump from 5% to 25% and then get stuck on 26% for five minutes and then jump to 70%. So you don't really know what you're what you're looking at, right? Yes, you hope the estimated time remaining is still accurate, but that to some extent is still using the progress bar. So that's why you need to double the bar. I also generally get less frustrated with those, though. With the jumpers? Mm-hmm. I really do, because I'll be like, wow, you've been on 26 for a minute. But as long as it doesn't hit 27 next, like as long as it hits like 55 or something, I'm I'm like, yeah. I see why you spent so long I, there. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I like the percentage one for, uh, for one re- uh, couple of reasons, but one of them is if you get stuck, I think you would know this since uh, it's also like IT. If you stuck at a certain percent, you know that something is going wrong at that percent. If it was just mm. time, then you know you wouldn't really be able to tell because I know a lot of times Windows gets stuck. At a certain percent. Mm. Okay. Like Windows Update stuck at 36%. And then if you Google it, a lot of the times, like if it's a recent update, and if you type in that percentage, it'll actually tell you what the issue is, you know, just off of what percentage you got stuck at. Mm. That's helped me a couple of times and probably not enough to like, you know, like weigh in its favor. But that's definitely a thing that's happened to me multiple times, you know, and it's helped. That makes sense. That makes sense. But that could still be sub. Um, that could still be uh, fixed by showing on the screen what process is happening happening at any given time. And so that even if you have the time remaining bar or you have the work done bar, 
either one's going to come to a stop if there's yeah. a problem, and then you'll be able to see what the issue yeah. is, right? I so wish, would you prefer seeing Windows something that, that jumps like Megan? Or I think myself, I prefer to see something that moves at a fairly linear pace, 1%, then 2%, then 3%. Like, it may be fast, maybe slow, however fast the actual process takes. They have the progress going for the amount of time it's going to take to complete, as opposed to each individual object being completed. I have noticed that, though, that Kevin will, like, if we're restarting our tv or whatever or like waiting on a download for like an update for an app like he'll get really frustrated anytime it pauses and i'm always like oh wait something big is coming it's about to double in quantity you don't realize but something good is coming apple is notorious for that yeah it kind of is but i have noticed that where kevin does get like frustrated anytime it freezes and i'm always just like oh the moment's coming like that's what gets me yeah, that's, what it's like, that's my personal out. drug of choice yeah wow. it's like seeing i know listen i mean Ooh. Not everybody can live as, you know, just high speed. Right, that now is a birthday present for Megan. Just the jumping <laughs> progress bar. <laughs> as long as the it. next percent, literally as long as, like, it's not going from 25 to 26 or 26 to 27. As long as it's, like, even if it's, like, 26 to, like, 30 percent, I'd be, like, I see what you did there. Those progress bars don't doing. level my expectations well, but they are satisfying when you get those big jumps. Mm -hmm. That definitely is a, a hits. hits or if good. you go from like 2% to 90 and you're like, you're like, oh, you was doing something. I see right you. There. I see you. <laughs> I like the one where it just goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Because, <laughs> you know, it makes you feel cool. It's like oh, all those progress bars going back. Also, it gives you a seizure. Oh, and that, that, that really kills some time. Listen, nothing <laughs> that gets really you to not focus on. By the time you come back from the seizure, it really it's triggers done. your epilepsy if you focus on like. Yeah, yeah speaking of something similar to that, um, my work, whenever we're installing different software or different things, they have, for whatever reason, I hate this, the progress bars that go up, they jump for work done, which is fine. But there's multiple progress bars. They don't tell you how many there are. They just keep going up, finishing, and starting oh, over. No. And you're like, oh, oh fucking hell. Give hey, me the overall one, please. That's been this episode for me with you going, uh, <laughs> yeah. now, we're, now we're at 1%. Exactly. Now we're at 30%. Oh. That's why I oh, said. 99, never mind, back to zero. I <laughs> said, just really wanted to drive the point home. <laughs> I said it was going to be as frustrating as it is statistically inaccurate. Exactly mm. like it's virtual likeness. Mm -hmm. Wow, you're so true. It's wow, so you're so yeah, you're not happy about it, but it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like this world that we live in today. It's like the U.S. You're not happy about it, but what's happening is facts. It's truths, and it's a sad time. But some of it is alternative. Don't forget that. Big facts. Big I choose facts. my own facts. Honestly, no I hate that mentality. Like, I can't even believe that we live in a world where we can't agree on, like, truths. I hate it. This has been a roller coaster of an episode, uh, and it's <laughs> wonderful and very reminiscent of how... Our household works. So say, how, yeah, this how, is very similar to just no more conversations between all of us. How the world works. Everything that you think, it's like, oh, this is a thing. And then it's like, oh, but there's this thing, too. And then you're like, well, there's also this thing. And then it's like, shit. That's uh, basically in a nutshell. <laughs> well, and truthfully, the the real motto we want to drive home is please, please vote. Yes. Please, it is not too late to order your absentee ballots to, I mean, we got ours in the mail, and so we're really lucky, and I'm looking forward. I haven't filled mine out yet, but I'm going to. Um, but uh, please request your ballot. Um, there's lots of resources. Literally, you can log into, like, anything. Everybody is stressing how mm -hmm. important it is to vote right now. Um, 
And even if you feel like it doesn't matter, spend 20 minutes of your time doing something that you feel like doesn't matter. Don't you do that anyways? Isn't that the rest of your life anyways? No. Why not just do it with a vote? The point is to get these people to like us enough to vote. <laughs> to like me personally enough. I think we have one more episode mm-hmm. after this one comes out to tell you to go vote. Mm, uh, it'll be uh, my episode, which oh, is yeah. going to be uh, actually um, about women and women's right and radioactive materials. So oh, is that what I think it is? Yes. Oh, yes. I'm ready. No spoilers. We'll get to it. I've Don't already worry. announced it in multiple episodes. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's a good one, y'all. It will be a good one, and we're excited for it next week. But as for what we had this week, we are definitely wrapping it up. Uh, hopefully, we might release a special Saturday episode right before the election day where we just remind everybody the importance to vote. Something mm-hmm. short, maybe 10, 15-er. But as for now... Hopefully you guys enjoyed this wild ride where we talked about trivial things, where we talked about important things. And everywhere in between. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Yet again, please go vote. Uh, Hopefully, I think we have some special episodes coming out on Saturdays um, with some getting to know yous. Uh, And then, of course, keep a lookout for our episodes on Wednesdays. Um, Happy fall, y'all. Yay. Yay indeed. Yay indeed. That, that, that was, was some... a big bump right there.